if you your Bibles with you, um, if you turn to First Samuel chapter 17. Last week, um, we looked at Jephthah. He was a man that uh, we'll read in Hebrews 11, that great chapter of faith. And uh, I'm doing a sort of personal study myself on, on the characters in Hebrews 11. So I'm on David tonight. <laughs> so um, uh, we're going to read uh, verses 45 and 46, and perhaps we could, we could stand to sing, uh, stand for the reading. 1 Samuel 17, verse 45. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee, and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air, and to the wild beasts of the earth, and all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And I trust the Lord will bless this portion of his precious truth. The the background till this chapter, um, Saul is the king of all Israel. And we read in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 1 that how he was rejected by the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, how long will I mourn for Saul, saying, I have rejected him? And we see in this, the, the first number of verses in uh, chapter 17, that there's no prayer, that there's no singing for God to intervene. There, as it were, the Bible is a closed book. It's closed out of the whole situation and the dilemma that the children of Israel finds themselves in. We see here that Saul, because he's not walking with the Lord, and he has Saul the king, he has lost out with God. That's a time when the enemy always seeks to get in, where there's a weakness in leadership, where there's no unity. The, the enemy seeks to get in. And we see this, this is exactly what has happened in this situation. The Philistines, they've seen their opportunity to attack the children of Israel. And we see in, in, chapter, in, verse, in chapter 17, verse 1, And the Philistines 
gathered together their armies to battle. And we see here in verse 3, And the Philistines stood on a mountain on the one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. And we could imagine the children of Israel, the distress that they were in. It was a time of discouragement. It was a, dis it was a time that they were, they were facing a situation that of, of defeat, of hopelessness. And then to add to all this, we see in verse 4, there went out a champion out of the Philistines named Goliath. And we read about this man, about the height of him. And then we read in verse 5 that he had a helmet of brass upon his head. He was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was a thousand shackles of brass. And today's weight, that there were roughly about 50 kilos or a hundredweight. And this man, with, with all this on him, he was, as it were, he was just a walking tank. And <clears throat> we see here in verse 8, And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel, and said unto them, why ye come out to set the ball in array? Am not I a Philistine, and ye servants of to Saul? Choose you a man for you, and let him come down to me. And then he says similar in verse 10. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. But the sad thing was, there was no man. There was no man to stand in the gap. As, as Goliath, he threw out this challenge. And we read in verse 16, that he came out morning an evening, he came out for 40 days, and there was no man, as it were, to stand in the gap. We read in Ezekiel chapter 22 and verse 30, I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. There was no man to stand in the gap in this situation. But things change in verse 17. God is starting to work. We see here and Jesse said unto David his son, 
Now, he was saying to them here, take some corn, loaves, and cheese, till the children of Israel to the to the battlefield. Now, think of this. Jesse had eight sons. There was three sons with Saul, but there was five sons at home. And if you were saying a son, these the five at home, if you were saying just one of them to the front line of the battle, you wouldn't be sort of saying the youngest one. But in this situation, Jesse was saying the youngest one because he was anointed. We'll read in, in chapter 16 where, where he was anointed by Samuel. And David, he had the anointing. I know the Bible tells us it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's, it's the anointing that sets the captive free. And you know this, David, he was a man of faith. We read in verse 35, as he was, as he was telling King Saul, how he slew the lion and the bear. We see in, in chapter 18, after all this, that the women came out and they sang the song, Saul hath slain his thousands, but David his ten of thousands. Mm. We'll read about David as the psalmist, and he wrote many of the psalms, and so often we can all say we've been so much enriched in reading them psalms. We've been so much blessed from the depths of our soul by reading them psalms. We read last in Acts 13 and verse 22 that he was a man after God's own heart. And we see here David and in verse 20 he rose up early in the morning not knowing what was in front of him. But you know David um, we'll read we'll, we'll skip down till verse 40 and it says here about David, he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook. Now we'll just stop there for a wee moment. 
Now, we read here that he took five smooth stones out of the brook. We read in First Peter 2 and 5 that we are living stones. And <clears throat> we think of these stones that David took out of the brook. They were smooth stones. Them stones would probably have been lying in that brook for probably for decades, maybe even centuries. And them stones would have experienced when the water would have been flowing through that brook, they would have experienced heavy rain, floods, storms and thunderstorms. And you know, over the years, them rough edges was, 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 was smoothed and them stones. You know, if, the, if David had to take one of those stones with a rough edge on it, a rough corner on it, whenever he would have put it in the sling and it would be going towards Goliath's head, just with that wee bit of a, a, a corner on the stone, out of one slightly to the left of Goliath, or slightly to the right, at one went straight. And David, he had to get smooth stones. And this is the challenge to my heart and to all our hearts. If David was picking the stones out of the brook, and say our stones was in there, yours and mine, would he have picked our stone? Would the, or would there be still rough corners on it? I know from since I've got saved, there's been a lot of rough corners that's been rubbed off me. <laughs> but you know, is there still a rough corner on our stone? We're, we're living stones. I know, praise the Lord, Christ is the chief cornerstone. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we see here, in verse 40, he took five stones and he put them in the shepherd's bag. And to think that bag, it would have been close to himself. And just imagine that us as stones been in the master's bag and we're close to him. And to think that the master, he could take us out as a living stone at any moment and use us to his glory. To use us, as it were, to take out the Goliaths. And we see here that he took the stone out and he put it in his sling. And think of David when he put the stone in the sling and he slung the stone and it was just going directly to Goliath's head. Goliath didn't see it coming. You know, if he had seen it coming, you know, he would have ducked. Or 
you know, he could have maybe went to one side or went to the other side, but he didn't see it coming. And the scripture tells us that that stone had sunk right into his head. The children of Israel, they were afraid to hit Goliath because he was so big. But David had the faith to hit Goliath because he was, he, he was so big that he couldn't miss him. And we see here that Goliath he fell on his face, dead. Just imagine at that moment, whenever Goliath fell, and the children of Israel on one mountain, and the Philistines in the other mountain, there was that moment it was bound to be just electric as, as this all happened. And then the next thing we'll read, the Philistines fled. The enemy fled. The enemy was put to flight. And that verse, <clears throat> the empty verses we read tonight, tonight in verse 46, it says here, This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee, and take thine head from thee. And notice this bit, And I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day, onto the fires of the air. To think the Philistines that was in, in that mountain, they didn't get away either. Because David had the faith in the Lord that even that host of Philistines was going to be destroyed. And we are here tonight and we are here as God's people to pray. And we're here to pray for God to pour out his spirit. You know, we'll read about Sambalat in Nehemiah chapter 4. You know, shall they revive the stones out of the heaps of rubble? I know we have loved ones tonight. We have neighbors tonight. And they're in among the rubble among the stones that have been broken down that, that, that wall of Jerusalem. But you know, we are here to pray for, for, for them stones that sit among that, them heaps of rubble. And we're here. And you know, God will build this church and the gates of hell Amen. shall not prevail against it. And you know, we are here in prayer to lift them stones out of the heaps of rubble and, and to put them into that wall, Christ Church. Mm -hmm. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And you know, we're here to pray. And you know, we're here to pray for these 32 counties of Ireland. We're here to pray for a mighty revival. We're here to pray that some way that the, the ships of heaven would descend in, in the shores of Ireland. And them ships were full of the salvation, full of the Holy Ghost, full of the gifts of healing. And oh, that the Lord would, would, would descend in a mighty and a supernatural way in this land. And they will see multitudes, multitudes wonderfully saved. We believe it's coming. We believe we're close to revival. We believe that that last uh, number of days there, they were meeting over in Cornwall. You know, one of the one of the top things that we're talking about was just these six counties in Northern Ireland. <laughs> you know. God's preparing the Lord. Amen.